Well, hey there to some of my favorite people on the planet. Welcome, skinny peeps. Gosh, it's been a long time. I am so glad you're here. You are listening to The Skinny with Jesus. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I, like I said, am so glad you've tuned in today. Today is May 28th, 2019. I have missed you guys. I know it's been a while. Uh, God has had me working on some other things. I spoke at a women's conference just a couple weeks ago, and that took a lot of planning and, and preparation and uh, just had a lot of balls in the air, lots going on, um, just dealing with a lot of stuff personally too. So this has just been um, a time of rest and Sabbath and um, getting filled up, and I am so glad to be back with you. Um, today, we are at the end of our series, okay, gang? We have been in this uh, series, Lord, Teach Us How to Pray for a while now, um, and we are about to wrap it up today. So if you are just getting started with us, definitely keep on listening today. Um, Today is a scripture-packed message, and I have no doubt that God led you here today for a reason. But definitely um, go back to the beginning of this series and then work your way through it one episode at a time. It has been a powerful series for me, uh, one that has added so much fullness to my daily prayer time. So definitely um, don't want you to miss out on this series. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about what just might be one of the most mysterious wonders in all of scripture, okay? Um, Some talk about it as if it's just one of those things that's so natural to them that it's as normal and as common to them as breathing, all right? And others, um, maybe in moments of just really bold honesty, will confess that although they've heard about this or maybe they've read scriptures that speak to it, Maybe they even believe with all their heart that it's real. They just don't really know how to do it, right? Um, And some people fall kind of somewhere in between on that spectrum. Our topic today is praying in the spirit, okay? And I just want to start, I want to buffer it before we even get into it, that um, I most definitely do not have all the answers or know everything there is to know on this subject. Not even close, okay? Honestly, I don't think anyone outside of the other persons in the Trinity will ever fully know the Spirit of God completely, okay? Or perfectly understand how to operate in His power and His guidance. Um, I want to read you guys a quote uh, from an article that I read uh, preparing for this message. Um, It's an article. I'm going to post it for us on Facebook um, later today after I post this um, podcast. It's called Praying in the Spirit. I found it on the C.S. Lewis Institute uh, website. And this quote from this article, Samuel L. Zwimmer wrote, he, he said, true prayer is God the Holy Spirit talking to God the Father in the name of God the Son, and the believer's heart is the prayer room. Um, I just I just love that. That spoke so clearly to me. Um, and like I said, I'm going to post this article for you guys later. It's just 
couple pages long, really power-packed little article. If you're not already on Facebook with us, then um, just search The Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and add yourself there. I will approve it. All are welcome. We would love to have you, and you'll be able to find um, these podcasts posted there and then also just other other things um, that I put on there for us. So like I said, I'm not going to be able to answer every question here or um, give you all the details about praying in the spirit. It's a complicated topic. There's a lot to it. Um, but what I can do for us today, I think, is just to tell you a little bit about how God has shaped the throne room of my heart. And, and gradually over time, the way that he has pointed me to different scriptures and directed me over the years um, to different places in the word. And I can share with you some of my experiences and revelations that have happened, things that have happened to me throughout my time in the word and my time in prayer. Um, and this may very well end up being an episode that leaves you with more questions than it does answers. Um, and honestly, I am totally okay with that. Um, as long as those questions point you to your Bibles. Some of this, you're just going to have to flesh out on your own in your own time with God. And I'm going to have to continue to do the same thing. Um, it's, it's just one of those kind of things. Um, it's spiritual and um, we're going to have to take it to God to figure it all out. And I don't know that we'll ever have it figured all out, but we can get to a, to a place of greater understanding. And isn't that kind of the whole point anyway, right? To, to seek him. Um, I'm reminded right now of um, Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, that tells us that when we seek God with all our heart, we will find him. That's in Jeremiah chapter 29. It goes on to say, God says, I will be found by you. He, that is a promise. When God makes a promise like that, I mean, you can take it to the bank. I am confident that he will meet us here in our quest for him. Okay, so how do we pray in the Spirit? Why do we pray in the Spirit? What is the point? I want to start with some key places in Scripture where God has led me uh, to try to get a better understanding of who the Spirit is and what his role is in regards to prayer. Okay, so I'm going to point you to a lot of different verses, and then I'm going to try to tie them all together for us by what God has been showing me. Okay, so the very first place that I want us to look is in the very beginning of our Bibles. If you've got your Bibles with you, you can turn with me to the book of Genesis. We're going to be at the very beginning, chapter one. If you don't have your Bibles or you're driving or you're on the treadmill or wherever, you just can't get to it, um, that's okay. You guys know I'm going to read the verses for us, okay? Genesis chapter one, verses one and two. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. All right, I want you, to, you guys to hang on to that last part there, verse 2. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. That was in the very beginning before the earth was even created. Okay, now we're going to flip to the New Testament. Um, if you've got your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. And let's see, we are going to be in chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 16 for us. 
says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Okay, so right here, um, this is happening in the Jordan River. This is right at the beginning of Christ's ministry. And here, right before he starts his ministry here on earth, Jesus is baptized. And the scriptures tell us that he went up out of the water. And here again, this time in the form of a dove, the Spirit of God is hovering above the water, right over Jesus. Okay? All right. Now I want to read um, a verse, a couple of verses for us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Uh, let's see, I'm going to read uh, the second part of verse 1 and then into verse 2. It says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. One of my very favorite passages in all of scripture. I've probably read it before during a different series. You guys have probably heard that from me before. Um, I want to focus on this one part of, of verse two right here. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Okay, you guys. God here is speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he is talking to all of Israel here, okay? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You guys, this is a promise of the coming Holy Spirit, okay? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And I want you to think about what the Israelites went through, passing through the Red Sea, and what happened, what happened? God parted the waters, right? Passing through the Jordan, he stopped the flow of the Jordan River. And then the Israelites passed over on dry land. That's in two different places in scripture. But these things actually happened. So this is this is both literal and figurative here. And th when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. That is the promise of the coming Holy Spirit that happens in the New Testament um, after Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven. And then we see an Acts at the day of Pentecost when this, the promised Holy Spirit then um, is ushered in to all the believers, okay? So over and over again, we see the Holy Spirit connected to water, all right? Stick with me here. I'm going to keep throwing scripture at you, and I'm going to do my best to tie it all together for us. Okay, so back in the Old Testament in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10 says, I will pour out a spirit of grace and supplication. Okay, again, the promise of the coming Holy Spirit for God's people. God's saying, I'm going to pour out this spirit of grace. Again, the word pour imp implies liquid, right? 
And, and I want you guys to listen to the definition of supplication here. As God's saying through the prophet Zechariah, I will pour out a spirit of grace and supplication. The definition of supplication is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly, to appeal, to urge, to request, to petition, solicitation, okay? Um, the Holy Spirit, we are told that he intercedes for us in prayer. That's that spirit of supplication. He's the one that is interceding for us with groans and moanings that we can't even understand, going before God, appealing on our behalf, urging God, requesting God, petitioning God, earnestly or humbly asking and begging on our behalf, okay? Soliciting God on our behalf. That's that that spirit of grace and supplication. And God says he's going to pour him out. Okay. First Thessalonians 519 tells us not to quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Quench. That's another word that's used related to water, to thirst, right? To liquid. So why does this even matter? All right. What does it mean? I'm going to, I'm going to try to show you. So I think so often we got caught up in the vernacular of the word spirit or the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And I think we, in our minds, we imagine Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. We think of it as air. We think of it as breath, right? We think of him as air, as breath. But I think we see over and over and over in scripture that the Holy Spirit in the spiritual realm, he is not breath. He's not air. It's a tangible spirit. The Holy Spirit is fluid. He's liquid. He takes up literal space in the spiritual realm. The Holy Spirit is living water, right? What did Jesus say to the woman at the well? He said, if you come to me, you will drink of this living water and you'll never be thirsty again. She says, where is this water that you speak of? Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to keep showing you guys some verses um, so you guys can get this down with me. Um, let's look at, let's see, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Listen to this. It says, for we, this is Paul writing here to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth. He says, for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. We were all given one spirit to drink. Are you guys starting to see this? You guys, the, the Greek word here for drink is potizo. Potizo, okay? It literally means to water, to irrigate, or to saturate one's mind. Paul is telling us to drink in the Holy Spirit by saturating our minds with the Spirit. You guys, think about this for a second. What happens when we drink something? What happens when we drink something? Our body soaks it up at a cellular level, right? What we consume, what we drink in, quite literally, becomes a part of us. The Holy Spirit becomes a part of us when we drink Him in. 
Listen to this in John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39. Whoever, this is Jesus talking here, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this, he meant the spirit. Streams of living water will flow from within the one who believes in Jesus, as the scripture has said. You guys, praying in the spirit means praying healing prayers, praying powerful God's power, not our power. God's power, powerful prayers. This type of praying, you guys, it transforms us by transforming our faith. I want to read another um, quote from this article that I mentioned earlier. This time it's uh, written, let's see, this is J. Oswald Sanders here writing. And he says, um, the spirit is the atmosphere in which the believer lives. So long as he is ungrieved, meaning the spirit, so long as the spirit is ungrieved, the spirit is able to guide us in our petitions and create in us the faith that claims the answer. I just love that last sentence. Create in us the faith that claims the answer. You guys, the spirit in us is building our faith, building our spiritual muscle by guiding our thoughts and directing our prayers. We can't always claim the answer on our own. The Spirit knows we need Him to help us build our faith to the point that when we pray for it, when we ask for it, we also have the faith to claim the answer that He gives us. Okay, let's keep going. Back to 1 Corinthians, this time in chapter 2. I want to read for us uh, I told you it's a scripture-packed message today. God has led me to so much scripture, I don't even think I can fit it all in. But I'm going to give you guys as much as I can. First um, Corinthians chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. It says, However, as it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. You guys, we haven't even conceived of what God has for us, for those, those of us who love him. But it says that God reveals this to us by his spirit in us. He's teaching us all things, even the deep things of God. If the spirit of God is in you, God is being revealed to you and to me day by day. And the Spirit of God knows God because it is God's own Spirit. That's why he's saying, who knows the thoughts of a man except the man's own Spirit? Just like that. Who knows the mind of God except God's own Spirit? The Spirit himself helps us in our weakness. You guys, God knows that prayer is hard for us. He created us from dust. He knows. It's why he put his Spirit in us to help us and guide us in life and in prayer. This is 
Prayer is just communication with him. So here's the deal, though. We have to acknowledge our weakness and our inability to do it on our own. That's one of our biggest challenges. In order to pray in the spirit, we have to submit to him and let him guide us in our prayers. We have to surrender our agendas, even in our prayers. We come to God with an agenda. We come to him with a list of things that we want to address with him, a list of requests, a list of burdens. Even sometimes we can come to him with a list of things we want to praise him for. How often do we come to him and just say, God, what do you want me to praise you for today? We have to surrender our agendas to the Holy Spirit, and then we have to let him lead. And that's hard for us, right? I mean, we, just by nature, we are proud, stubborn creatures. And we have this tendency to seek our own desires instead of God's desires. I think we are reluctant to pray because deep inside of us, we sense this tension, right? This need to surrender to God's will and yet our own desire to do things, to um, to live life on our own terms. You guys sense that, that tension in yourself sometimes? This tension to live your life independent of Him and yet at the same time like knowing that we can't? At some point over the last year, God gave me this visual in my mind's eye. I didn't see it with my actual eyes, but in my mind's eyes, I was praying. Um, I was praying one day. I was just seeking Him, and, and I was confessing my desires to pray in the Spirit and my feelings of inadequacy to do it well or even to do it at all. Um, and what came to me, like I said, in my mind's eye, what I saw in my mind with my eyes closed was this channel. This It was liquid. It was flowing at all times. It was right next to me, kind of like from my mind straight to God above, between the Holy Spirit in me and God. And it was this channel that's always flowing. It's fluid. It's liquid. It's moving. It's in constant communication the spirit in me and God above in constant communication in this flow, flowing fluid like river, this energy. And it's a channel that's always there. Like I said, that's always flowing. It's always available and accessible. But I have no control over that flow of communication. None whatsoever. It's perfect. It's this perfect channel of communication between God and his spirit. And I had this very real awareness that the only thing I can control in it is my own will, right? That for me, in order to pray in the spirit, that there has to be this bowing of my will to enter into this channel of prayer between the spirit in me and God. And so that's how... I see it in my mind. That's how God gave it to me. And I don't know, God may give it to you in a different way or a different visual or a different idea. He may lead you to a different scripture. But what I what he's made very clear to me 
through my prayer time and preparing for this message is that in order to pray in the spirit, there must be a bowing of our will. We have to bow our will and we must let the spirit take our imperfect prayers to God with groanings that we cannot understand. That's scripture with groanings that we cannot understand and allow him to intercede for us on our behalf before a perfect God. And the spirit also helps us to push past our reluctance to pray. I've got it too, guys. Even though I know I should pray, even though I know I will love the time in prayer and be so grateful for it afterwards, even at times, I'm reluctant to pray. And I think, why? Why am I so reluctant to pray? It's that tension in us. It's our flesh. But the spirit in us helps us to push past our reluctance to pray. When we learn to trust the spirit, we surrender more often and less reluctantly. We choose surrender and we let him take the lead in our prayer life. You guys, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You guys, there is freedom in surrender. We don't have to stress about praying perfect prayers. The Spirit will take our prayers before God. We are free to be like children and pray to our Abba Father. You guys, Abba means Daddy. Jesus called him Daddy. We can call him Daddy. We are heirs with Christ. We are his children, but we have to lay down our desires and our feelings of inadequacy in our prayer life. We have to lay down our wants to control everything, and we have to surrender. To pray in the Spirit, we have to surrender to the Spirit. A good friend of mine, her name is Amy, months and months and months ago, we were talking about praying in the spirit. She's actually who led me to the article um, uh, from the C.S. Lewis Institute because we were just talking about what, what she thought it meant to pray in the spirit, what I thought it meant to pray in the spirit. And I love what she said. She, in her mind, she imagined that when she's praying in the spirit, she compared it to like requesting prayer from someone here on earth, just a, a, a friend, a brother or sister in Christ and asking them to pray for you about something. And she compared praying in the spirit to Requesting that prayer, so there's two ways you could ask somebody for prayer, right? You could say, hey, will you please be praying for me about this and then leave the room and just hope that they prayed for you versus making the request for prayer and then staying in the room together, staying there with the Spirit as the Spirit takes your prayers before God. So silently even. Trusting that the spirit in you knows your heart, knows your mind, also knows the heart and the mind of God. 
but you don't leave the room. You don't just, it doesn't, it doesn't give us the, the freedom to just be complacent in our prayers and just say, oh, well, I don't need to pray because the spirit's always praying for me, interceding on my behalf. Yes, the spirit's praying for us. But like Amy said in that metaphor, we go into the room. Our heart is the throne room, the spirit and God the Father and God the Son all gathered together in the throne room of our heart. And we stay there actively involved in that surrendering process of, as the Spirit takes our prayers to God. You know, praying in the Spirit can be different for different people. There's some who have the gift of praying in tongues. There's some who pray in a, in a, a like what might sound like a prayer language, just another branch off of the gift of tongues. Everybody has different experiences and different giftings. Talking to God is going to look different for different people, depending on your walk with God, your relationship with God. You know, um, I can tell you that every truly spiritual moment I've ever had, um, and I'm talking about like a, a moment where my um, where my my physical body has an encounter with something truly spiritual in the spiritual realm, angels um, praying in the spirit demons and evil that I've encountered, especially in the mission field, miracles, praying in tongues, singing in tongues, all these different things um, that I don't encounter every day, but I have had different encounters with them since my childhood. And all of these spiritual encounters, um, every single time, they leave me feeling overwhelmed every time. Because we're physical, and when we have an encounter with something truly spiritual, it, it doesn't quite make sense to our physical being. Sometimes I'm left feeling overwhelmed in a good way. Sometimes it leads me to praise and worship, or it just leaves me awestruck, face down on my face before God, because it's so incredibly breathtaking, whatever it is that He's done. But sometimes it can leave me overwhelmed by how much I just don't know and leaves me feeling kind of like I'm a toddler to all things, quote unquote, spiritual, right? I often feel that way. These experiences, these, um, these feelings that I am so small, so feeble, that I'm not in control. And unfortunately, these have often um, driven me away from wanting more of those experiences experiences, those spiritual encounters. Um, I don't want to necessarily, I don't always want to experience them again, but you guys, that's not the right response. The first thing I talked about, the, the being awestruck before God, leading me to praise and worship and surrender. Those are the right, that's the right response. It's to recognize the power of the spirit in me. And yes, there's so much I don't know and don't understand, but we don't need to be afraid of those feelings. What we need to be is dependent on the Spirit to guide us in it, in those overwhelming moments or in those praying in the Spirit, things that we're unsure of, that we're uncertain of, that we're still studying and unpacking and trying to figure out and recognize that it won't always look the same for you as it does for somebody else. And that's okay. We're, we're not going to understand every facet of God because He's God right? It should lead us to a greater dependence on him, the one who's everything spiritual. Acts 17, 28 says that in him, 
we live and move and have our being. That's He's talking about Jesus. In him, we live and move and have our being. You guys, we can't seek him fully without surrendering. And we are never going to fully know him if we're trying to box him into what we can comprehend or understand. We can't box the spirit. We can't box God. We can't box Jesus. God is the Trinity. We can't box him in to what we can fully fathom or understand. He's God. He's God. But what I do know, because scripture says so, in John chapter 3, verse 34, is that God gives the spirit without limit. We can have the spirit without limit. We can have as much of him as we want. Okay, let's pray. Father God, I just humbly come before you. I praise you, Lord, for being a God too big for us to fathom. And Lord, I confess my need for you every day in all things, Lord. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. But with you, Lord, all things are possible. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to open our eyes to bigger things, to spiritual things that we can't understand. Lord, you are the God who reveals deep and hidden things. Lord, may we be a people who refuses to try to box you in, to try to put limits on your Holy Spirit inside of us. Lord, would you give us a big faith to trust you more? And would you teach us more and more through your scriptures, Lord, how to approach you, a holy God, with our imperfect prayers, Lord. Lead us more to you. Lead us to your spirit. Teach us how to pray in your spirit. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Lord, I pray for each person listening on this call. We are all over the world in Morocco and Belgium and Germany and China and South Korea, Australia and New Zealand, South America and Canada. Lord, just to name a few. I pray that this message would reach each person you've prepared it for. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. And thank you for each person who's listening to this today and in the future. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you just, you guys don't even know what this time together um, does for me. It really fills my cup, challenges me preparing for these messages, uh, challenges me week after week after week, episode after episode. So thank you. Thank you. It is so good to have you here. I truly am praying for all of you. There is a new series starting next week. So tune in for more. I'm going to keep it a surprise, but it's coming. In the meantime, you know, I am praying for you and yours. God bless. Bye now.